0: It's actually a differentiator between us and other churches and other, and other, other beliefs and, and uh, denominations. You know, there's, there's a huge body of believers, but like our slice believes in praying in the Spirit. So we're going to dive into it. I haven't been using a ton of scripture over these last few weeks. Tonight, we're going to change that. We're going to go pretty heavy into scripture. So I hope you guys have your Bibles or can see this up here. So, before... Before we get started, though, I got a question. Have you guys, have you guys ever tried to do something and, and been new to something and you had to have somebody show you how to do it? Yes. Yes. You ever had to rely on somebody? Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. potty chain. <laughs> Alright, so like with me, I wish, I mean, I'm pretty okay at video games. I'm definitely better than Tristan. I'm kidding. Okay, I'm not. But I'm, not, I'm, like, okay at video games, but my brother is, like, insane, right? He's on Tristan's level. Tristan's way better than I am. But Tris, uh, my brother, Tyler, he's a way better video game person than, than I am. That's a horrible gamer. Oh, gosh, I can't even think. He's doing great. Anyway, so he's a better gamer than me, and there were times where he could pass missions and pass levels and do things in video games. He could rank my character up more than I could on my own. Like If I just gave him the controller for like an hour, he would like double or triple my rank. Like it was insane. And so sometimes, has, has anybody ever had an older brother or older sibling help you out with like a video game or help you out with a task or help you out with anything like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. It happens. You see, sometimes, sometimes we, we, we need to rely on other people to get us where we need to go. We have to rely on other people. To get us where we need to be. And praying in the Holy Spirit requires a lot of guidance if we're going to be effective in praying in the Spirit. No, it's not. Now, listen, I, I, I want to say that again. The, uh, praying in the Holy Spirit, praying with the Holy Spirit, being led by the Spirit, it requires a lot of guidance if we're going to do it effectively. But it's not hard, Okay. So a lot of people will say, oh, man, like the Holy Spirit, like if you if you pray in the spirit, if you pray in tongues, we're going to go there. Uh, You know, if if you're praying that way, man, that's weird. That's weird. I, I don't like it. It's hard. That's only for adults. That's only for old people. Like, let me tell you, it's not. It's important. It is exactly where we need to be. And so if this is like your first week. I hope I don't scare you too much, but this is we're going to get in the thick of kind of what we, where we believe and what we believe. And so we're going to be in Acts, we're going to be in Romans, and we're going to be in 1 Corinthians. So it's going to be a lot of scripture, and I'm sorry about that. I'm not really. But anyway, we're going to be in Acts chapter 1. We're going to be verse 4 through 8 to start this out. And the book of Acts is really cool because it's the story of the early church and how it was led by the Holy Spirit. To further the gospel, to grow the numbers. You know, Peter preached one message right after he was filled with the Holy Spirit and 3,000 people came to know Jesus. One message, 3,000 people. That's incredible. That's only something that God could do. And so that's what the book of Acts is. It also connects the gospels, right? The four accounts of Jesus in his life, it connects it to the writings of Paul and the letters. And we'll get into those in, with Romans and Corinthians. But first, let's, let's read out of Acts chapter 1, verse 4. This is what it says. It says, On one occasion, while Jesus was eating with them, he gave his disciples this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my Father promised, for which you have heard me speak about. For John was baptized with water everybody say baptized with water. with water but in a few days you will be baptized with the holy spirit say baptized with the, spirit. with the holy spirit so when they met together they asked him lord are you at this time going to restore are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to israel and he said to them it is not for you to know the times and the dates the father has set in his own authority but you will receive, what's that word? Power. Power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Yeah. So, let's get into this. There's three things in order to pray effectively into the spirit. in, in the Spirit. There's three things that we have to rely on. Just like we, re- we rely on vi- our brothers and siblings to get us through tasks or to get us through video game levels or whatever. Three things. The first one is that we have to rely on the giver. Have to rely on the giver. Who's the giver? Uh, one who's, who's the giver? It's Jesus. Jesus is the giver. When Jesus left, He gave the Holy Spirit to the disciples, to the apostles, to the people who are going to be furthering the kingdom. Hey, guys, focus in. Jesus promised the disciples what? It started with the P. Awesome, said it. Power. Power. He promised them power. He promised them witness through the Holy Spirit. You see, what the Holy Spirit was going to be was an outward demonstration of inspired speech, and it was going to be crucial that the apostles were filled before they went out to do ministry. They had to be filled before they went out and did some. Let me tell you something. If you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can witness to your friends all day long. Absolutely, 100%. I will support you, our, your leaders will support you. But let me tell you something, if you aren't led by the Holy Spirit, you go out and try to win, friends, you'll never be as effective as if you just wait on the Holy Spirit. Because that's what Jesus instructed here in Acts right before that. If you read a little bit before, he says, I want you to stay in Jerusalem. I want you to wait on the Holy Spirit. We have to rely on the giver, and sometimes that means we rely on him in his timing. You see, the early believers, they had to stay put and wait. Everybody say, stay put And wait For the Holy Spirit to come They had to have expectancy I think a lot of times The reason that we don't Operate And we don't rely on the Holy Spirit Is because we don't expect him to move Because we don't expect him To to move in our lives Or to take over in our lives We have to rely on the giver And we have to rely on his timing To accept it when it comes Because guess what? I know people who, as soon as they were baptized in water, they received the, the Holy Spirit. They started speaking in tongues. They started doing these amazing things. And I know, it sounds crazy, okay? So bear with me. I have known people immediately, as soon as they come out of the water, they do that. But I've also known people wait for years to experience the Holy Spirit, to be able to speak in tongues. I know people who have gotten mad at God. God, why aren't you doing this? Like, come on. So the first thing before we get into the weeds of what the Holy Spirit is and how we're supposed to be led by him to pray in the Spirit, we have to rely on the giver of the Holy Spirit before we do anything. You see, it's really important. Waiting on the giver, it may seem like time is wasted, but it's going to be crucial for your life to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It's going to help you grow into being a mature Christian. Do you guys want to... Stay preteens your whole life. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I wish I could too, to be honest. Like, okay. Let me put it this way. Who looks forward to being an adult? Right. I look forward to my life. (laughs) I feel sorry for you. I'm kidding. But like, you you look forward, right, to to being able to drive or to being able to go out on your own, to be able to make your own money, to be able to live in your own home, whether that's an apartment or a house, look for having your own family. Sometimes you have to wait on those things to happen. The worst time period for me, and maybe maybe you guys are the same, I don't know. The worst period of time for me is right before my birthday or right before Christmas. Do you know why? Because I've told Macy my, my birthday and my Christmas list. And so I'm like, all right. I told her, I hope I dropped enough hints. I hope I, hope, I hope. I can wait for this. This thing that she's gonna get. Like I, I hope. I'm like looking around the house trying to figure out if I can find presents, so she never lets me find them. But have you ever been there? Like, have you ever been there in a spot where you ask your parents for something, and you've asked so much that you're convinced that you're gonna get it, yes. and then you get loaned. Yes. <laughs> it's all true. I remember, I remember when I was little, I asked for a PlayStation 1. That's how old I am. Oh, my God. oh hey, hey, hey. Stop. Josh. <laughs> I Josh. asked for a PlayStation oh. 1. And my mom knew that I wanted it. was the only thing I asked for. I didn't ask for a whole lot growing up. I just was not that kind of kid. My brother was, so I wasn't. <laughs> and so I, I, I knew, man, I was asking for it enough. I had put in enough like brownie points with my parents, I'm I know, I know, I know that I'm getting it. And my mom said on Christmas Eve, she goes, You can open up one present. Cool, awesome. And it was this little square box. And I'm like, What is that? I love music, so like, I was like, Oh man, it's probably a CD. But y'all don't even know anymore. Stop it. Stop it. So I'm like, Oh, it's a CD. It's like, going to be awesome. I rip it open. I rip open my present. It was a PlayStation 1 game. So rude, right? I was like, oh, thanks, Mom. I don't even have a PlayStation. Like, you're just so mean and so rude at this point. And she goes, hey, 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 hey. Do you want to open up another one? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Because I was six, seven, eight, I don't know. I opened up the second present, and it was a PlayStation. And I knew that I knew that I knew what it was. I convinced myself when I was looking around the tree, I was like, I know what that is. But I had to wait until Christmas to be able to open up the gift, even though I knew what was mine. I knew I was going to have it. And so sometimes you can be in those, that season of waiting where you're waiting for the Holy Spirit to come, and you're like, I know it's going to come. I believe it's going to come. And you know it's there, but it hasn't really gotten to you yet. You're still on December 21st and 22nd. You're still on the 23rd. I know, right? Some of you guys might be there. Guys, I want you first and foremost when you pray in the Spirit, when you pray being led by the Spirit, you have to rely on the giver. Say, rely on the giver. Rely on the giver. All right, let's go to Romans. Let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse uh, verse 26 and 27. And I'm flipping around everywhere too, so hopefully you guys are with me. You guys understand it? What I'm saying? What I'm putting down? No. Yeah. All right. Cool. I'm speaking up here by myself. Anyway, ooh, I came down. Romans eight twenty six. It'll be up here. It's already up there. Oh my gosh. That's what it says. It says this. It says in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express and he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints in according in accordance with god's will so we're supposed to rely on the giver get that from acts jesus says to wait now we have this in romans
1: let me let me tell you
0: the second thing that you have to rely on isn't a thing at all it's a person and that is the holy spirit Rely on the giver, Jesus. That's easy. That's foundational. That's, that's cakewalk. That's you have to rely on the Spirit. Rely on the Holy Spirit. Once you receive the Holy Spirit, it's really easy to, to want to like force it. If you've ever Okay, let me just let me just get real. Who has prayed in tongues but like very scarcely? Just be honest. Very scarcely. Like it doesn't happen a lot. Have you ever, if you if you haven't done it a lot, have you ever tried to force it? You're like, I think I remember how to do this. Right? Good. Thank you for not. Because I know I wasn't like that when I was your age. When I knew that I could speak in tongues, I was like, maybe I can force it. How do I remember what I said? And I'm going to try to, and it just comes out dumb. And it's not, it's not good. And it's not even it's not even beneficial at all because all it does is manipulate other people around me in thinking that I have the Holy Spirit, but I really don't. So you have to rely on the Holy Spirit to move and to interpret and to intercede for you. This is the one verse that really talks about praying in the Spirit. And the cool thing about it is you don't have to do any work with it. Because it says that the Spirit intercedes for us, on our behalf. The Spirit takes what, what we pray and begins to, to filter it almost so that when it goes into the, when it goes to the Father, it's able to be filtered. It's able to be pure. It's able to be just an incredible thing that we can never do on our own. When our lack of faith undermines certainty in prayer. The Spirit himself intercedes for us on our behalf. Prayer is kind of a weird concept, right? Yeah. Like, have you ever prayed, and I know you guys are better Christians than me, so probably not, but have you guys ever prayed, and you're like, I don't even know if this is going to work. Like, I'm just in an empty room, and I'm just going to say what I need to say. And so, how many people have ever prayed and you're like, I don't really believe what I just said. Like, honestly, like I don't believe, like, I don't believe the words that just came out of my mouth. It happens. But here's the cool thing. The Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. So that even in the midst of our doubt and uncertainty, with even the concept of prayer, the Holy Spirit takes that and begins to intercede for us on our behalf and begins to bring things with an intensity It says as we moan and groan, as we groan, as we cry out, the Holy Spirit begins to cry out on our behalf. As we cry out, the Holy Spirit cries out. And it's this amazing thing of, like I said, it's like a filtration system. It's an encouragement for all of us who pray because the Spirit will come to aid the believers as we pray and bring the concerns with God with an intensity that is way more than what we can do on our own. We have to rely on the Holy Spirit to intercede and interpret our prayers. As we do our job of seeking God out in prayer, the Holy Spirit does his job as the mediator in our lives. This intercession by the Holy Spirit is key to keeping us on track. Do you guys track with me? Is understand understanding what I'm saying? It's important that we rely on the Spirit because the Spirit is going to be able to interpret our prayers and, and be able to cry out to God the Father in ways that we might not even be able to do in our own power and in our own strength. That's why it's so powerful when we pray. There are some people, and it was said over youth convention, there are some scholars and some people in in the faith who say that prayer is like a, a spiritual code. It's a language in and of itself because the enemy can't interpret when we pray in the spirit. The enemy doesn't understand what that is. And so when you begin to pray out in the Spirit, you're, you're actually partaking in spiritual warfare, even if you know it or not. Like I said, we're getting deep, so if I lost you, I'm sorry. Come ask me questions. Because it's so important and so key for us to rely on the Spirit. We rely on the giver. We rely on Jesus, but we also rely on the Spirit. I want to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. This will be the last thing that I read, I promise. But I think it's so important to keep us on track. Because here's the, here's the thing. If you've ever spoken tongues and you've ever been filled with the Holy Spirit, it's really easy to use that as a spiritual high to just keep you on cloud nine. And it is, man. It's awesome. But I want to read something as kind of a caution and, and something that I think is just as important as praying in the Spirit. And it's being led by the Holy Spirit to do this. Let's read in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 10. This is what Paul says as he's writing to the church in, in Corinth. He says this, he says, undoubtedly, there are all sorts of languages in the world, yet none of them is without meaning. If I do not grasp the meaning of what someone is saying, I am a foreigner to the speaker and he is a foreigner to me. So it is with So it is with you, since you are eager to have the spiritual gift, try to excel in gifts that build up the church. For this reason, anyone who speaks in a tongue should pray that he may interpret what he says. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my mind is unfruitful. So what shall I do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will also pray with my mind. I will sing with my spirit, but I will also sing with my mind. If, I am praising, if you are praising God with your spirit, how can one who finds himself among those who do not understand say amen to your thanksgiving, since he does not know what you are saying? You may be giving thanks well enough, but the other man is not edified, is not brought up, is not built up. This is what Paul says. I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. I love Paul. Paul's awesome. He straight up tells him, He's like, hey, I just want to let you know I speak in tongues. All y'all, combined, what? He says, I speak in tongues more than all of you, but in the church, everybody say, in the church. In the church. In the church, I would rather speak five intelligible words to instruct others than 10,000 words in a tongue. And I know this might seem like a contradiction to everything else I'm saying, but it is so important to know that you rely on the giver. You rely on the spirit. And you rely on your own words. Rely on your own words. And that doesn't mean that you do whatever you feel like doing and then that's okay and Jesus is cool with that. Don't do that. But rely on your own words. Let me tell you something. When it comes to praying in the spirit, when it comes to praying in tongues, there are inappropriate times to do it. There are inappropriate times. I know so many people are so seeking the gift of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues that they forget that there are times where you're not supposed to. What Paul is talking about here, what Paul is saying is he's saying, hey, in a church setting with other believers, I'm here to edify and to raise up other leaders, to raise up the believers in the church. Speaking in tongues edifies you and builds you up and builds your faith up. That's important, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. We just talked about it. It's incredibly important. It's our whole focus tonight. But you can't walk around thinking that just because you've received the gifts of the Holy Spirit and you operate in that, that you do it all the time, no questions asked. And anybody who who comes up to you, man, if you just start like speaking in tongues and everything's cool, you're gonna freak a lot of people out when we just tell you. <laughs> so there are appropriate times to pray in the Spirit. There are appropriate times and that's why as you, be, as you are led by the Spirit in your prayers, sometimes being led by the Spirit will not lead you to praying in tongues. Sometimes it will lead you to actually use your own intelligible English words to be able to edify and build up believers. There are times where it is appropriate to lay hands on somebody, when you don't know what to pray, to start praying in spirit. Start praying in tongues. But if somebody came up to me and said, Josh, I need you to pray for me because my dad has cancer, or something like that, and all I do knowing, knowing what I know about that information, if I then begin to just start praying in tongues the entire time, that person walks away and goes, man, he's, I guess that was okay, I guess that was cool, but like, you never really mentioned the cancer. <laughs> he, he, never really, he never really prayed for healing. He never really prayed for. You know what I mean? Do you guys, do you guys grab on, onto this? I'm not saying that we don't speak in tongues, and I'm not saying that we don't be led by the Spirit in prayer. I'm not saying that. That's what this whole night is. But in order to know to be led by the Spirit, you have to also know when to not speak in tongues. It's important for you to know that you can rely on your own words, and it's okay. If in that moment you don't speak in tongues, don't feel like you're a failure. Don't feel like you're an outcast. Don't feel like, like you're like not good enough. You see, Paul knew the importance of speaking in tongues and being led by the spirit, but he also knew the importance of speaking in his native tongue that people could understand and understand the importance of your heavenly prayer language, but don't discount the language that you speak that other people can understand. It's how we encourage and we uplift people within the church. Pray for God to use you to speak tongues in the proper times. And don't ever, ever, ever become so hyper-spiritualized that all you're doing is actually being inwardly focused. Because that can happen. Sometimes we can walk. And we can actually be so led by the Spirit that we become inwardly focused and we never actually focus on outreach and reaching other people and loving other people and encouraging other people. I'm not saying that this isn't a good gift, guys. I'm not saying it. We're going to actually pray tonight that if you haven't received that gift and you haven't had that opportunity that you would tonight because I believe that it is so important for us. But it's important for us to also understand the value and the importance of our own words that we speak to encourage other people, to to hear other people out, to be able to uplift them. Translators are the bridge between two people trying to communicate. The language that you don't understand is useless without hearing what it means for you in your own language. I'm not saying every time you pray in tongues. You're going to have an interpretation. That's an entirely different gift. But when you pray in the spirit. When you pray in the spirit. You have to know. Where, where that's. Where that's going to be fruitful. As, as we kind of close up. It's cool to know that when we don't have the words to say, the Spirit prays through us. When we don't see things clearly, the Holy Spirit sees things clearly for us. He knows exactly what to say and what to do. And when we pray in the Spirit, we trust that it is exactly in line with God's perfect will. When you step out and when you begin to speak in a different language, if you begin to speak in your heavenly language... It is completely and totally in line with God's character and his plans and his purpose. That's why it's so amazing after you experience that. To pray in the spirit effectively, we have to rely on the giver, the spirit himself, and even our own language and words when it's not appropriate to speak in tongues. So tonight... I'm going to be really upfront because I think most of you guys have come through over, over the last weeks. I don't think we have very many new people. I'm kind of actually thankful for that. That I get to kind of speak to you guys because I think this is a message that speaks more to you guys than like a newcomer. So if you're new here, I'm sorry. But uh, tonight with every head bowed and every eye closed and we're not dimming lights. We don't have lights. We don't have awesome things like that right now. And so, tonight, with no one looking around, I just want you to examine your own heart. I want you to do two things during worship, and specifically at the end when when we begin to pray for this. If you have a heavenly prayer language, you pray in tongues, I want you to worship and I want you to see God out and when the time comes for us to start to pray for the Holy Spirit to fall because I believe I believe you will and it's going to freak some of you guys out and so if you have worship God in this worship set and then at the end when I come back begin to just pray in that language let loose which I know sometimes we don't always do because we never know if it's right. And so tonight, if you do speak in tongues, if you do pray in tongues, I want you to use that. And if you don't, I want you to even go harder in worship. Not because we can attain it, not because we can reach a certain level, but because as we, as we go and seek the Lord out in worship, As we honor him, it it unlocks things for us to be able to experience. If you can come with clean hands and a pure heart in worship and really give him the honor that he deserves. Say, Lord, would you just fill me with your Holy Spirit? I believe the process will start. I'm not going to guarantee that everybody's going to speak in tongues tonight. But I believe that the process will begin to open up. I believe that God will honor that. And so, seek him out in worship. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to blow the roof off of this place. I really do. So Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that you didn't leave us empty-handed. You actually left us this amazing gift of the Holy Spirit so that we can be led... In those moments where we don't know what to pray, we don't know what to say, we're confused, and we're hurt, and we're in a, in a spot that's very vulnerable. You go forward for us. And you intercede on our behalf. And I thank you that, that we have this amazing tool in our tool belt of being able to pray in a heavenly language so that we can be in line with your, your perfect character, your your desires, your purposes. Lord, I pray that we would all just be able to seek you out in worship very authentically. that I pray that you would just begin to honor that in the room here tonight. I pray that those who have earnestly desired the gifts would be able to receive those gifts. We know that we don't speak in tongues to make ourselves look good or to... Pump ourselves up as super Christians, but we do it to bring honor and glory to you, to match our hearts with yours through the Holy Spirit. I thank you for each and every student that's here. I pray that you would just meet us here. You're already here. We just invite you to do everything it is that you want to do. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Would you guys just stand with me and would you guys just